This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Biden's secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right wing media. 50 machine. former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter were Russian disinformation and smear campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's a last-ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. Monday, 5 December, the year of our Lord, 2022. You're in the war room. Today we have Carrie Lake. We have Cash Patel. We have Christina Bob. We have Julie Kelly, a murderer's row to talk about... uh, disinformation of the mainstream media and the national security apparatus. Later, we have Cortez, Matthew Tierman. We're going to have John Fredericks, the live update from Georgia. But I want to start uh, with the politics editor at Breitbart, a young woman who stood in the breach. And none of this would have happened if it was not for our first guest, Emma Jo Morris, formerly one of the editors over at the New York Post, now over at Breitbart. Emma Jo, you were the uh, you were the tip of the spear on getting this done. They try to destroy you personally. They try to destroy you professionally. They threaten you. Uh, Walk us through uh, Hunter Biden's laptop from hell, man. First of all, I just love that cold open. I feel like I'm wasting airtime from that just being on loop. You have like, you have like Brian Stelter, RIP, uh, opening it up. And then you have that woman, I can't even identify her because the mask and she's like fumbling and bumbling through like it doesn't, it's, that's amazing. Um, I never get sick of seeing that, but yeah. I have one thing I want to know. This is not a media troll that we tee it up for that, but the key point, and this is for everybody to understand because this is not only not going away, this is going to be, Joe Biden looked the American people in the eye and lied to them. They knew exactly what was on this laptop. They knew when they knew all the documents. Uh, uh, Ray and Barr had this in December of 19, almost a year in advance. But Biden and these guys looked the American people in the eye and lied. The story is about the national security state. Obviously, all the Grundoons and the, you know, their Praetorian Guard of the media, their, their phoniness, their hypocrisy, and quite simply, uh, Emma Joe, the malevolence. And you saw this in trying to get the story out. Remember, people don't know this. Emma Joe Morris put her professional and really personal uh, life on the line here to really drive this story in the toughest days to really get this thing authenticated and make sure that a major publication like the New York Post would print it. Emma Joe Morris. Yeah, that's right. I mean, talking about the origin story of this kind of dovetails with that it's like I was when you first called me about this story I was 27 and I was the deputy politics editor of the New York Post and I 
was, you know, I have a lot of years left of working in me. And um, if this would have blown up, um, I, I would have spent a lot of years probably working in the service industry after that, <laughs> um, because my career in journalism would be over. And, you know, to me, obviously, you remember, I was very skeptical about this whole thing. You you called me and said, I have a story that's going to change your life. And I was listening. But I was also when you said what it was, I was just like, what? You know, it, it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable story when you first hear it and you you kind of can't believe your ears. And then as you start to dig into it, you realize, like, I remember that moment where I was at Bob Costello's house in Long Island and I and he let me see it for the first time. And he was so open with me, actually, like he sat me down at his desk and he basically said, OK, this hard drive is hooked up to this computer. Take a look and and kind of just backed off. And when I started to go through that and see what I was looking at, <laughs> Like you could, I remember I walked out and called my boss and said, I have some tough news for you. This is, this looks real. And, uh, and, and then after that, you know, obviously we had it and, and we took it to the New York Post and we started obviously having our people look at it. Um, and, and we had our, we, we had our people calling recipients of these emails to say, Hey, let me read you this. Does it sound familiar? And we were able to authenticate it pretty easily. Anybody in the legacy media who's pretending it was impossible to know if it was real is it's like, I mean, I, I don't know if they're lying or if they're stupid or if they're both, but um, it's not that hard. You have stuff in writing. What happens? I want to go back to the 27 year, you're 27 years old. You're at the oldest, what the oldest paper in the country founded by Alexander Hamilton, a, a, literally a legendary tabloid, America's greatest tabloid, but a, a legendary tabloid, you know, throughout the world. What is it like being 27 years old when everybody you report to is older and they're thinking, hey, we're this is a bet the company because it's right in the end, you know, it's the middle towards the end of a presidential campaign. This is explosive. We know from polling that was done afterwards, uh, if it had not been suppressed, this would have changed, I think, 17 percent of, of voters, particularly Democrats, attitude towards Biden, what, what what kind of skepticism do you do you get when you're 27 years old and you're and you're trying to walk through the authentication of this with people who are much older and more experienced? Yeah, I mean, well, I was known there, I think, as a bit of a wild child, and maybe that's why I got hired at tabloid. <laughs> so when I came to them with this, that was really kind of on brand, but it was, I think, it was my best stunt. And uh, and there was definitely a lot of skepticism. I mean, it wasn't like it was a layup where I came out of Costello's house and it was like, yep, right onto the page. Definitely not. Um, definitely not. There was a lot of negotiation. That was the time when Miranda got involved. Um, there was a lot of skepticism. Um, and unfortunately, I, I believe skepticism of me, although, you know, it all worked out and I had 100 percent support from The New York Post. But at first it's like, what is this person coming in here with and what is she talking about and Hunter Biden's computer? I mean, think about that before all of this and before all of this reporting happened and, and all of the vindication that's come since it's when you're just walking into a newsroom with that, it's like, it's stunning um, and unbelievable. And it took a lot of work to actually just convince people inside the company that this was a story worth doing and that this was for real. They also came after you immediately after because you wrote the first story. You were an editor, but you actually took the lead and wrote the first story. And they came and they said, this is how hinky this is. She's not really a writer. They had to find and they and they essentially said, this is the wild child of the New York Post. They had to have a sacrificial lamb to kind of put this out because it's all bogus and they don't care about her. And also, oh, by the way, she's associated, I think, with Hannity and other of these right wing people. <laughs> Talk about how literally from the very time this thing hit the page. And went and went because it went viral immediately, uh, even with the suppression, how they tried to personally tear you apart. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But this was when the New York Post, in my opinion, was at its best moment, maybe ever, um, because the second this hit the page, you're right. They they came after me personally. I was obviously a no name in the industry. I mean, I had a pretty considerable experience in the industry. Like you said, I was I was producer of Hannity as my first job in New York um, for four years before I went to New York Post. I got hired at a very senior position in the New York Post at a young age. Um, it definitely wasn't my first time around the block, but at the same time, I hadn't had a byline because I was an editor. So, you know, people were talking about how something like the story was something to the effect of Rupert Murdoch kind of pulled me out of the depths of the News Corps building and, and put my name into story as if there was some sort of nefarious plot that involved me and you and Rupert and Rudy and Trump and Russia, um, of course. <laughs> 
And it wasn't that at all. It was just that I was an editor. So obviously I didn't write, but I was very deeply involved in the news and had been for five years before that point. But and and anyway, as if it takes a ton of experience to read something and write what you wrote. I mean, this is Andrew's philosophy, and it's so true. It doesn't take a genius to be a, a journalist, as you can see from your cold open. So, um, you know, I'm just like watching this incoming come in about how I'm a right wing apparatchik, maybe Russian, definitely a disinformation merchant. Um, and, and they aren't talking about the thrust of the story that I reported, which to me was honestly a good sign. And I got calls from my editor in chief at the time, um, at the New York post to basically say, listen, like, like just, just chill, you know, just, just go with it and, uh, you're fine. And Hey, worst case scenario, you're going to have to retire with me. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about that. Miranda Devine was obviously one of the most revered columnists. She was all over this. She had senior editors that were prepared to bet their careers. People, these are unnamed heroes, uh, mm -hmm. throughout the New York post, uh, hierarchy were prepared to bet their careers on this. Cause they came hard. What did you think, and not, not just with the Facebook and the Administrative Suppression, but when the 51, uh, I call them traitors, when the 51 intelligence officers, because people have to understand something. This is what's most important about the story. From the Biden group to the uh, intelligence apparatus, they knew they were lying. This is what's so important. They knew they were lying. They understood and knew that this was not Russian disinformation, that we had the receipts. What was it like when the, when the, when the 51 came out in the New York Times who thinks of the New York Post as a, a pesky, you know, a pesky critter, right? Uh, what was it like when the 51 came out, ma'am? Honestly, like, I knew that we had it. I knew that we had it. I mean, I knew that we had it when we went to print. But when I saw that pathetic display from all the same cast of characters from you know, Trump is a Manchurian candidate who works for Russia. You know, this is the same people. And this is what they go to when they know that they're I know this is a family show, so I won't say what I'm about to say. But when they know that they're jammed up, that's what they go to. And when I saw that, I was like, OK, um, that's what they're going to go with. And, and I knew that we had this and I knew that we had it right. I mean, this is October 17th, if I'm not mistaken, or October 19th. Um, and so we, we've published already for about four days at this point, been publishing stories um, on a rolling basis. And uh, and Joe Biden has said nothing. Hunter Biden has said nothing. Um, you know, social media is in total panic. Um, you know, they're short circuiting um, and, and they're losing at that narrative because they couldn't get the story straight between whether it was a hack or whether it was disinformation. It's kind of all over the place at this point. And then you have Natasha Bertrand, the notorious security state stenographer at Politico, who has since been uh, promoted to CNN, of course, um, come out with this like stupid story about in buried lead, um, you know, paragraph 10 saying um, we haven't seen the material um, and we don't know if what we're saying is true, but it has the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. And I saw that and I was just happy. I said, this is it. Like they have nothing. Uh, what is it? I'm going to hold you through the next break, but just to tee it up. What was it about the hunter, the information itself? And let's leave the, the the perversion of his personal beliefs aside. But everything, because you went through all this of of the information you saw from the Chinese, Ukrainians, etc. What was the thing that hit you the most as we go to break? What was the, what was the thing that hit you in the solar plexus of saying this story is the biggest story of my life? Ten percent for the big guy was the most disgusting line I've ever read in my life. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandit to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today.
Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We're going to get back to Emma Jo Morris. We got Christina Bob. We got Carrie Lake all to come. And we're, we're going to go quickly to Georgia. We got John Fredericks marching through Georgia. John, how a uh, Politico's, uh, already uh, spiking the football lead story. It's too big a long shot to get over the hump. Too many things have to happen right today. Tell us what the reality is down in Georgia with Herschel Walker. So let me give you the, thank you, Stephen. Thanks for having me. We're live in Cobb County headquarters today. We're going to be in uh, Raven County tomorrow, back up in the 9th and the 14th district, our election night show, which you'll be involved in. It's going to be tomorrow night from Raven County. Go to megabustor.com. It's all right there. Look, we've been all over Georgia. Uh, Friday was a big day for Walker. It got us back in the game. Friday, we had a uh, 350,000 early vote turnout, biggest one day ever. A lot of those in uh, red areas were getting a big turnout in the 9th and the 14th. That got Herschel Walker back in the game. Let me make a football analogy, okay? Let me tell you exactly where we are. We're down about 200,000 votes right now going into game day. About 200,000. We were down 225. We shaved that on Friday. It's great news for us. Got us back in the game. We need uh, 1 million voters to turn out tomorrow on game day. 1 million total voters. If we do that, if you give a football analogy, right, it's going to send it into overtime. If we get a million one, we're going to win the toss and get the ball. We get over a million one. We run the, we get the kickoff and run the kickoff back into the end zone and win. So 1.15, Herschel's going to win. 1.1 million, we're right there. How, 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 a million, okay, it's going to be very, how, very close. How, how tough are those numbers to get? Look, it's going to be tough. It's inclement weather. Um, and so it's not, this is not a slam dunk. Everybody on the ground is working really hard. The Ralph Reed's group, uh, Faith and Freedom Coalition, this is the biggest effort on the ground getting evangelicals out based on issues they've ever done. Um, yep. and it's all about results, getting people, get, dragging people out with the ballots. So look, we got a shot here, but we need over a million turnout tomorrow. It's a long shot, but it's doable. So there's a pathway. You know, it's not a great big road, but it's not narrow either. And, what, so uh, look, what the, massive, what the Democrats did on Sunday, what all the, yeah, we need a massive MAGA turnout, correct? Yes. Okay, how's that? Maggie Turnhouse got to got to come out. Look, what be I see? I see he's closing with. I see he's closing with Nikki. I see he's closing with Nikki Haley today. Not sure that's sending the right. Not sure that's sending. I'm not sure that that's uh that's going to get MAGA. I'm I'm not sure the rally is going to be ten thousand people going nuts, right? Well, and also he's got Ronna McDaniel coming in. Look, I, I mean, they've decided again. They got the consultants coming in, Steve from Washington D.C. They don't really understand MAGA. They're all coming in saying, you know, we've got to get to this suburban soccer mile. It's just the same old story that they did in, in 2021, January 5th, and got swamped there. But look, all hands on deck. You know what? Here's my message. Let's get Walker in tomorrow. It's absolutely critical for our move. And he's going to vote with us 100% yeah. of the time. We need to win. We need to inspire the base. We need the 50-50 yeah. share. We need to hold Joe Manchin accountable. And then let's do this. Then on Wednesday, when we have a win, then let's start fighting again, right? We, we can all fight, get rid of McDaniel, though. But right now, all hands on deck. We got to win this seat, Steve. And we have a shot now, right? You're We've the, got the ball. You, you, you know, it's yeah, like you're in the ninth, you're in the ninth and 14th tomorrow. That's, that's big time Trump company, uh, absolutely up in the north. Uh, that's, how do people yeah, get big to you? Time. We're going to try to get yep. you, we'll try to get you back on the evening show. How do people follow you nonstop until then? We need all MAGA in Georgia, you know, regardless of where you stand on this, you need MAGA to turn out. So uh, you need we need to pull a Glenn Youngkin here. We need 100% of MAGA. So where do they go, John, to find out more information? MAGABusstore.com. That's where we're going. Our election night show tomorrow. You can follow me at JF Radio Show. But look, all hands on deck. Get out tomorrow and vote. And like my wife, Ann, says, let's get the job done today, and then we'll fight later. Let's get this win. If MAGA turns out, we can turn the corner 
and win this yeah. race. And then what you're going to see on Tuesday night about 10 p.m. with all the networks, yeah. they're all going to be crying, yeah. and we're going to be laughing our ass off. John Fredericks, thank you very much. Like an Italian wedding. Fight in the parking lot. Have the wedding. Fight at the party afterwards. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, John Fredericks. Hopefully get you back on this afternoon. John Fredericks with the Tories in Cobb County. Georgia is going to be in the 9th and the 14th tomorrow. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Everybody's got to turn out. The Herschel Walker thing is essential. A 50-50 power sharing relationship is essential for the work we need to accomplish. Let me go back to Emma Jo Morris. She's political editor at Breitbart in the lineage of Andrew Breitbart, a total fighter. She was editor, young editor over at the New York Post. Actually was the tip of the spear of organizing and breaking the story. Um, Emma Jo, the, the story is not the media. I mean, that's Elon Musk is, is, is dumping this out with, uh, with, uh, what, uh, uh, with Weiss and Taibbi and maybe others, you know, we covered, we followed on Getter, uh, his two hour kind of impromptu, uh, Q and A session on Saturday. There's much more to come, but the heart of it is the national security apparatus. We're going to have Christina Bob. We've got Julie Kelly. We got Cash Patel. We have nothing but heavies coming in here. They're experts in this. It's the national security and intelligence apparatus. That's the beating heart of this story and essentially a coup d'etat against uh, a sitting president, that president would be Donald J. Trump. Am, am I missing the point here, ma'am? Yeah, like that was the big, that was the big thing that was missing from the Matt Taibbi uh, trickle thread, <laughs> which no, no shade to Matt Taibbi. Um, it was great information that we got, but the thing that was kind of missing, and I don't like, this is obviously missing from Elon Musk is we know for a fact that um, the intelligence community was briefing these social media companies, Twitter included, um, in the months and prior to the election and at closer to the election almost every week or every week. Um, you know, we have multiple uh, stories that attest to this. Uh, first of all, obviously, you have Mark Zuckerberg, who was on the Joe Rogan experience, who said it straight up that uh, Meta was getting these meetings. Um, I refuse to believe that Twitter was not involved. And I don't have to go off of my belief because... Um, as Miranda just reported in the New York Post, Joel Roth was uh, said under sworn testimony that he had been briefed um, at Twitter by the FBI. And then we also have the FBI agent that Fox News reported on Saturday told attorneys general from Missouri and Louisiana that um, they were briefing big tech every single week in anticipation of this. And keep in mind, you know, you have people like Rudy who are under surveillance at this time. Um, Rudy was the primary source for this story. So if I'm supposed to believe that they're looking for Russian disinformation and Rudy is some sort of nefarious character in their eyes and they're briefing uh, big tech about these issues every day leading up to this event, um, you know, that seems to point to the fact that there was intelligence community um, involvement in the censorship, the historic censorship and unprecedented censorship, censorship of the oldest paper in American media founded by Alexander Hamilton. It's... Um, there's a lot of questions still, and um, it, it seems to have the intelligence community's fingerprints all over it. That public thing with Politico was that was not the only way that they were involved in this. Real quickly, uh, you got Zuckerberg. Connect the dots one more time. We got about three minutes, but I want for this audience because it's laying out the the Cash Patel, the Christina Bob, and Julie Kelly. Uh, Yoel Roth, the players, Yoel Roth, he's already, you know, her Miranda's brilliant a column out this morning exposes that. You've got Zuckerberg admitting it. Uh, you've got uh, what Elvis Chang, you've got all these players who are going to, we're going to make them all famous. Okay. These people are about to become quite prominent in the American psyche. Emma Joe Morris. Yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg, obviously the CEO of Meta, that's Facebook, that's Instagram. He is as big as Jack Dorsey or bigger. Um, he admits on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, that he admits, whatever. He said it kind of casually, like, yeah, the intelligence community and the FBI were having meetings with me and with Meta um, in the lead up to the election. On, they were on the topic, by the way, of the laptop from hell and the censorship that happened to Facebook of that. Um, he says they, they've been brief, they had been briefing me on Russian disinformation and that there's something to do with Hunter Biden that's going to come out and we have to be on the lookout for that. Um, so he admits that uh, the FBI was setting him up to be ready for that and to be ready to take that action. Then we have Yoel Roth, who was the head of trust and safety at Twitter at the time, who, according to Miranda Devine, who I would trust with my life, um, let alone her reporting. She says she reports today. Um, the column came up online last night 
that uh, Yolroth said in, uh, you know, under oath that he had been briefed by the FBI as head of Twitter trust and safety, trust and safety, um, you know, that that there was something coming with Hunter Biden and it was going to be nefarious and you have to censor it. And then, like you said, the FBI agent who has um, his name escapes me. Now, you just said it. He uh, um, testified to the Missouri, Missouri and Louisiana attorneys general under oath that um, he at the FBI was arranging meetings with up to seven agents um, every month and then every week leading up to the election to talk about censorship um, and to advise on censorship. And you can call it what you want. You can call it misinformation or whatever you want. The FBI was guiding censorship at the social media companies. That is the bottom line. And that is what is really the nut of this problem. And I think what Congress should be most focused on in their investigation of this is how is the intelligence community moving elections? How is the intelligence community turning inward? Emma Joe, how do people get to you at Breitbart? How do they get to you on social media? Yeah, I'm uh, at Breitbart. Um, I publish columns there pretty often. Um, my name is Emma Joe Morris, and you can look up my byline. My Twitter is Emma Joe NYC um, J O, not J O E. <laughs> and uh, I'm on Truth and Getter and all of them. Um, you can just look me up. Emma Joe, you're now the wingman of. You've gone from being Ale- at Alexander Hamilton's paper and the wingman to Miranda Devine to the wingman of the great Matt Boyle. Good luck and look forward to having you back on. Emma Joe Morris, a true patriot and warrior, real true hero, true hero, ma'am. Thank you so much. What's incredible about this and about what we do here is how many brave, incredible people in their 20s who will not back down, will not quit, will not back up one inch, will put their personal and their professional lives at risk to make sure the truth gets out and that America is safe. Okay? Short commercial break. Christina Bob joins us in a minute. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no war. Let's take down the CCP. Offer from My Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This is an amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Uh, MyPillow.com. By the way, just remember MyPillow.com for your Christmas shop. We understand money's tight. That's why Mike Lindell's kept this 80% inventory clearance sale to make sure that you can get the gifts that you can afford this Christmas. We understand money's tight. Go there today. MyPillow.com promo code War Room. But here's the beauty. It's got a money-back guarantee through March. So if you get sheets, you get pillows, hey, if you don't like it, doesn't work out, boom. Money back, money good uh, guarantee. And, of course, all the gifts, particularly if you know somebody in the War Room Posse, get them a gift from MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Check it out today. It's got everything there. It's up, up to 80% off, but sales across the board. Buy one, get one free. Slippers, towels, pillows, blankets, all of it. Go check it out. Um, Christina Bob, Christina Bob, you broke a, a big story about uh, Katie Hobbs doing the same thing. This story is just different in the scale of it, but it's the exact same thing as we're talking about the national security state, the intelligence community, Twitter, these social media platforms in a corrupt and incompetent media. Christina Bob. Right. So this aspect of the story basically just confirms that everything you were just talking about with Emma Jo Morris. Uh, filters all the way down to the state and local level. So what we found and what kind of percolated online this weekend was emails from Katie Hobbs's office, the Arizona Secretary of State, who was the Democrat gubernatorial candidate, and they were communicating with Twitter. Now, the email that surfaced was back from January 2021, and it was redacted. So we don't have the exact information of what they were requesting to be redacted. But it, it is uh, communications from leaders in Katie Hobbs's office reaching out to Twitter saying, hey, we would like these posts removed, and then Twitter confirming and saying, 
right. The, we've already removed them. They're gone. You know, thank you for your, you know, your request, whatever. So, um, well, what else did Katie Hobbs have removed and how much, how much censorship took place under her office? Now, this was before either Carrie Lake or Katie Hobbs had announced their candidacy. However, I also expect this probably wasn't the only email that they sent. So Katie Hobbs certainly had an affirmative obligation at the time she announced her candidacy to announce to the people of Arizona that she was censoring people. She had the opportunity. She could have made an open uh, platform, a website saying this is where all of the censored information is going. So at least people can see what she's censoring and make their own decisions about what should and should not be censored. But they didn't do that. They kept it hidden and they violated, I would say, the First Amendment of many of their constituents by requesting that they be silenced, potentially campaign contribution uh, violations. I mean, if we don't know yet, the investigation is still going. But if she was censoring people who were promoting Carrie Lake, then that's certainly a campaign violation because uh, it's effectively the opposite of advertising. Right. She's suppressing advertising of her advertisements of her opponents. And uh, she would receive some benefit for that. Another interesting twist to this is that in Arizona, if you want to report a campaign violation, say, oh, Katie Hobbs, you're not actually paying for the service that you're getting from Twitter, or you need to report that as a contribution to your campaign. The person that you report that to in Arizona is the secretary of state. So the secretary of state is then supposed to look at the information and make a determination on whether she reports that to the attorney general. So we're stuck in a situation where the Democrat candidate is surreptitiously, without telling people in Arizona that she's censoring political speech, likely political speech. Yeah, sorry. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to bring Carrie Lake in here in a second, but I got to ask you. Okay. You've got and, and and Carrie Lake warned people about this months ago, six, seven, yep. eight months ago, about how could she not recuse herself? You've got a situation, and you're a lawyer. You got a situation in Mojave. We have her deputy sending uh, emails and caught by the great team over at Daily Caller, Arjun Singh and the team, has the receipts. We had him on the show the other day that sent in in the supervisors that if you don't vote for certification, you're going to be subject to criminal charge, the same uh, statute that we go after child molesters. This is why the guy said the most extraordinary thing. Under duress, I'm approving this. They told me I would be charged criminally, number one. Number two, in Cochise County, in Cochise County, for them s- slowing down, and they still don't feel comfortable. They were forced. They were forced to certify, and they admit this openly. They've retained lawyers. She is now, uh, by the way, uh, threatened them with criminal penalty, criminal, criminal penalties for slowing down a certification. Criminal penalties. That's These all over at- the Arizona Republic. And now you have this with Twitter. How possibly yeah. can she? We, how possibly? Can they try to? Because let me tell you what's going on here. There is zero probability that Katie Hobbs won this election. Zero. Correct. Okay. This is being jammed in by the, uh, the same national security or the same law enforcement that's out of control at the FBI. You're just seeing it on a state level here where she's still using the apparatus of Twitter, but she's also weaponized and criminalized a state officials, local officials trying to do their job, Christina Bob. That's exactly right. So we know that to some unknown level, she was censoring likely political speech, most likely of her political opponents. She also uh, had a failed election day where half the machines went down and people weren't able to cast their votes when those were likely Republican voters. And then she sends threatening letters, uh, threatening people with criminal prosecution if they don't certify her election. And then, oh, by the way, today... They're going to have her sign the certification saying she won the election. I mean, it's communism at its finest. Let me go to, um, and by the way, we're working here. Everything's blowing up with the Emma Joe Morris and the Christina Bob and Carrie Lake. Talk about the 27 Yankees. And I got Cash <laughs> batting fourth and Julie Kelly fifth. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm going to bring in Carrie Lake. Carrie, here's what I don't understand. You got to help me out here and you got to explain <laughs> this to the audience. Brnovich and his deputy, I think Jennifer Wright, they send a blistering, blistering letter at nine o'clock on a Saturday, not to get away from the news cycle, but because it's so important to answer to Maricopa County, uh, what to, to, to G. Gordon Liddy's son, Tom Liddy. They don't, they send back some smart ass, some smirky, yeah, we'll get to it if we get to it. We know it's kind of tough. We got to certify how possibly Carrie Lake, given what I just laid out, we have her deputies email 
threatening a supervisor and the supervisor of Mojave criminal penalties if you don't certify. She's gone after Cochise after they want to take the time to check the machines and also talk about disenfranchisement and the 14th Amendment about equal protection for their voters. Afterwards, she sent Mark Elias to go after him first. Then she dropped the dime on him. Hey, I'm coming after you because you were slow. And now you've got this thing with Twitter where she's trying to suppress any information about her incompetence and malfeasance. How possibly can a Republican attorney general sit there and a governor sit there and allow this fiasco? People in Arizona have to understand some independents and Democrats. You look like idiots on the world stage. This looks like something that would happen in the worst of banana republics, Kerry Lake. Yeah, I mean, the optics in just a little over an hour, the optics of them um, sitting there and signing their signature. Can you imagine to the sham election? They did it back in 2020, two years ago, and many of us gasped and said, how could they do this? Why couldn't they give more time to look into all of the issues? Now, fast forward 2022 today, and we've got more issues than we saw in 2020 in that sham election. We have just a blatant sabotaging of Election Day, a disrespect, a disregard, a disenfranchisement of Election Day voters. And if they sit there and sign their names to this sham certification, history will never forgive them. They will go down as as three of the very worst in history. Now that we know, and by the way, we're at the top of the first inning, getting to the bottom of the FBI, the uh, DOJ, and I think CIA involvement, intelligence apparatus and law enforcement apparatus involvement in the coup d'etat in the 2020 election. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, they all knew we had the receipts. This is the thing you have to understand. We were wiretapped. They read our emails, all of it. They knew we had the goods. They knew this is not just about a corrupt and incompetent media. It's about this in 2020, how, how does the Elon Musk, the release of this, what's happening on President Trump's 2020 tie directly to what's going on in 2022 in Arizona, ma'am? Well, I mean, to, to watch what happened over the weekend, I think what what Musk put out, the information he put out, I, I think it was a game changer. And to watch the silence on, on the part of the mainstream media after when Hunter Biden's uh, laptop was released and everyone knew it was the real deal. And they went ahead with the marching orders from the government and these agencies telling them it was disinformation. It was Russian disinformation. And, and much like Pravda, which is what, what's left of our media here in, in this um, beautiful country, told them to say. And now we have, again, a situation where we, we've cleared things up and they have gone dead silent, completely silent on this. It is, I, I don't even know how to describe it other than a uh, festering cabal that's in charge of our government right now. And this is our moment to stand up and fight back. How does the attorney general, this is what I'm missing about this story. How does he uh, authorize that letter to go out and to basically have uh, Maricopa County essentially dismissing? How possibly can that letter, he not demand that that letter is answered? with the details they demanded when they sent it, uh, ma'am? It looks like, I mean, right now, the way it looks, they put this letter out. You described it, Steve, basically saying we need this information, implying serious wrongdoing in the election. And they get, you know, pretty much the middle finger from Maricopa County. And now they're just going to sit there and cower. They need to stand up. I I don't know what Mark Brnovich is going to do, but this is his moment to stand up and say no we're not going to sign this certification. We're going to do the right thing. We need to investigate this sham election. We shall see what happens. I'm not going to put any money on it because my bet is that they take the cowardly path, unfortunately. And as I said, they will be remembered in history as cowards or worse. Carrie, if this thing is certified today and it goes through the Ducey, whatever Ducey's got to do in the next, let's say, 40, 72 hours, what is Carrie Lake's response going to be? Well, we're, we have a, uh, a lawsuit ready to go and we will be releasing that lawsuit. It, it's strange in Arizona. A lot of people have reached out to me from across the country. What are you doing? Why haven't you put your lawsuit out? In Arizona, we have to have an election certified in order to challenge it. So, you know, whereas I do believe that our governor and Mark Brnovich, Ducey and Hobbs should not certify this election, knowing what they know, knowing what we all know, uh, I do believe they will. But if they don't certify it, we can't challenge it. 
So it's it's a little bit of a double-edged sword, but we're ready to go with what we believe to be an exceptional lawsuit, and we believe we will be victorious in that lawsuit. And we'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court if we have to. We will not stop fighting because the people of Arizona were disenfranchised. The voters who decided to go to the polls on Election Day, as stated in our Arizona Constitution, were disenfranchised, waiting four and five hours having machinery and equipment that didn't work, having printers with no toner, all of the issues, having the people in Maricopa County running the elections who were actively campaigning, raising money and spending money to stop me from winning when I was on the ballot. The conflict of interest, the maladministration, and I believe possibly leading up to criminal activity happened on Election Day, and we're going to uncover all of it. we got about a minute. How could Katie Hobbs... This is obviously an illegitimate process, no doubt about that. How could she possibly think she could govern Arizona during such a critical time in the state's history, ma'am? That's a good question. I mean, nobody believes that she won. Nobody, uh, you, you could see it just in her campaigning, her lack of campaigning. We had our very own Joe Biden. Uh, I guess, you know, people called me Trump in heels. I would call her Joe Biden in flats. I mean, this is the kind of person I was running against. She never showed up. She never did campaign events. Nobody showed up for her. People weren't excited. Even the Democrats were criticizing her. We had Democrats, independents, and Republicans in a huge movement here in Arizona. Nobody believes Katie Hobbs won. I know Katie Hobbs knows she didn't win. And so how they could go forward and certify this sham election and then go and try to govern a state, it's going to be real ugly. Real quickly, how do people get to you for to support? They can go to carrylake.com if they want to make a contribution to help with our attorney's fees. That would be great. Or they can just follow me on social media. Share what we're putting out to get the word out about our election because the fake news won't do it. Definitely going to do it. Carrie Lake, thank you very much. Cash Patel, Christina Bob. next. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say. But you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range. And with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. By the way, we did a, a Getter, uh, just put it up last night with Matthew Tiram and myself about Brazil. I think we've got 40,000 uh, views already on it. I think live is in the 30s. Uh, the Getter is just amazing. It's totally free. And if you're not on there, you're missing out tons of information from the best contributors at the war room nonstop. So make sure you go there. You get information you can't get anyplace else. Totally free. The war room's up there. Grace Chong, Captain Bannon, Steve Cortez. Uh, everybody's up there putting up stuff all day long. So go check it out. Uh, by the way, so Christina Bob, uh, she said this on the show the other day and then she tweeted it again. And the great Michael Patrick Leahy and the team at the Arizona Sun Times have put up a story. Marjorie Taylor Greene's asking for a federal investigation immediately into, into uh, Katie Hobbs's contacts and relationship with Twitter and what she did. What, what's your what's your sense of this, ma'am? 
Well, I think she's absolutely right for calling for it, but you're making a very good uh, show here explaining why that's probably not going to happen. I mean, it's basically asking the federal government to investigate itself, which they're not going to do. I mean, this is a, a federal apparatus working in conjunction with private partners to suppress free speech, manipulate the public, and force their candidates into office. And it, that, that apparatus is now starting to crumble with the Twitter files exposed and then these emails coming out with Katie Hobbs over the weekend and really kind of seeing how deep this goes. I don't think the federal government will investigate, although Congresswoman Taylor Greene is correct for calling for it. I think we've got to clean it out first and then we'll, then we'll be able to actually get a real investigation going. Uh, by the way, uh, there are a lot of people, because I'm telling people, this whole thing's at the top of the first inning. What Elon Musk was yes. able to do with Matt Taibbi and, uh, and, and Weiss, yep. she's into it now, is going to be so deep. There's going to be stuff coming out every day. But this is all around the national security state and their involvement in just taking control of this company in a coup. It's a coup d'etat, right? Again, yeah. And by the way, it's not just Trump, but it's anybody that would actually be right. a nationalist versus globalist. You're coming out, and, and by the way, people that heretofore kind of been on the margins or kind of in the background, the Emma Jo Morrises, mm -hmm. the Miranda Devines, and the Christina Bobs are now going to come into the, their moment uh, because this story is only going to get bigger, only going to get, uh, right. quite frankly, more dangerous because these people play Smash Mouth. You've got a new book. You were a first person. You, you give a first person account of what happened. In the 2020, yep. in the fight for all that. Walk us through this book that's coming out from the great team at Skyhorse Press. Yeah, thank you. So um, I wanted to put out a book in, that kind of memorialized my investigation. And I spent a lot of time talking to a lot of elected officials and people working in campaigns to try to figure out how do we look into the 2020 election and how do we um, actually investigate something to make sure that our elections are secure? And I was surprised by the response that I got. So my book really focuses on the interactions with political figures and leaders that had authority to look into 2020 and why most of them, quite sadly, didn't. And so it does give, certainly it does give some of the evidence. There's massive and massive amounts of evidence of cheating and scandal and all of that surrounding the 2020 election. And it includes some of that. But it really was to give the readers a, an understanding of their government, state and local government, as to why were their leaders doing some things and some things that seemed to make sense that should have been easy, you know, never actually got done and what happened. So it peels back the curtains and let, you know, everyday Americans see how de decisions are made politically. And it's just not the market because you do politicians, lawyers. It's not just the Mark Alliances, the Elias, right. the evil genius that, that basically did, was the architect of, of the steel. It's also, to be brutally frank, uh, the, the shocking part of the book, and this is why people have to get it, is Republican officials, elected officials, people that yep. had the authority and the responsibility that, and this is a book about, it's, it's really a profile in courage. Or profile and lack of courage. And this is the yeah. reason the book's so important. We're just at the top of the first inning. President Trump put this thing out about the Constitution the other day. You know, Elon Musk had some, some rejoinder to it. But the, but the, the, the reality is we have a constitutional crisis. We yeah. have a constitutional crisis because Joe Biden is not legitimate. I've said this from the very beginning. I said the day of his inauguration. He's not legitimate. We have right. the receipts. And now we see, is there any doubt in your mind, Christina, Bob, that, that do you think Joe Biden's a legitimate president, man? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think he was put forward to be a stooge, to be controlled by, you know, shadowy figures that didn't want their fingerprints or their names on certain things. And I think uh, the American public is starting to see that. And to your point about this being the first inning, it's just the beginning. And it's not just Twitter. It's many different companies. What other companies are involved? And it's not just Donald Trump. What other elected officials are involved? We're seeing that Katie Hobbs was involved. And that's what's important. We are going to find every single elected official, every single leader who lied to their constituents, who suppressed their yep. freedom of speech, who manipulated things. It is all coming out and it's just starting. So I would encourage Carrie, every single elected official yeah. to come forward now before we catch you. Before Christina Bob outs you, right? You got to think. <laughs> I'm oh, out wait, for Carrie, you. Like, the, the reason they fear Lake, they think she's a mini Trump, right? They think she's the next she wave of, of Trumpism. That exactly. Yeah. That's why they fear her. That's why they yep. got to take it down. It's all going to be revealed. It's being revealed even as you speak. Christina, what is your social media and how do people get the book? 
Yes, you can find me on all of them, really, at Christina underscore Bob, and then Truth and Getter at Christina Bob. And then the book's available on Amazon and soon to be available on mystore.com. It's it's publishing, its actual publication date is in January. So it's just pre-orders at this moment, but it's available. It'll be right and perfect for the for the hearings when we get back. By the way, it's yeah, going to be more yeah. than hearings, but hearings are a pretty good start. Christina, Bob, yep. thank you for your heroism and your patriotism, man. Thank you so much. If you can't get jacked up by the Emma Joe Morrises and the Christina Bobs and people like this coming forward, you got Cash Patel next, Carrie Lake, Julie Kelly. These people are under relentless assault every day, relentless assault every day. And it's just, it's enervating. It's just great. It's energizing to, to have these patriots and heroes around. By the way, uh, 17th through the 20th of December in the Metro Phoenix area, if you want to get jacked up, Come to America Fest, tpusa.com. The great Charlie Kirk is hosting its Turning Point's big annual meeting. Uh, we're looking at 12,000, 15,000 people. We're going to be broadcasting there multiple days. We're going to be meeting Green, doing breakout sessions. Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, Darren Beatty, Marjorie Taylor, a host. It's going to be, everybody's going to rock the house. We need you to come. It will get you so pumped up for Christmas and for the start of uh, 2023, which we're going to be all in all the time. TPUSA.com. Short commercial break. Back with Cash and Julie in a minute. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 